just so powerful in the worship this morning. I really felt the Lord was uh, opening up the gateways, like you're a gateway ministering. As we turned the corner years ago, we used to drive this way to go to uh, Rockingham and ultimately Mandurah. And we did a lot of work down here. And as we turned the corner, the old way to Mandurah, literally, it just went straight past the church. And I'm thinking, right, this is, this is a gateway church. And, you know, don't underestimate who is here today. You know, there are a lot of faithful people, and I've said hello to many of you. Some of you don't even know us, and that's okay because, you know, we know each other by the Spirit, and you'll get to know us as we minister and as we share. And We've come to build. We don't come to perform or tr- try to be a, a voice. We just come to be like a child in this ministry to join you in what God wants to do here. You know, uh, just a little bit of background. Some people don't know us. My husband and I have been married for 26 years. I know, we don't really look like we should have been married. I got told one day, well, did you get married at five? (laughs) Thank God for his grace to keep us youthful and sprightly in some ways. So 26 years ago, I I married the love of my life. We met at high school and, uh, you know... uh, We've got two beautiful children. We've planted and pioneered works. We, we have this pioneering thing in us. We just love to break up fellow ground and just raise up sons. And some of the precious ones that are sitting in your congregation have been with us for season. And, and uh, you know, we have had seasons in our life, pioneering churches, and now we're traveling and we're itinerating again. And the body of Christ is my family. I can't say that I'm of a church, but I'm of the family of God. Uh, I really feel like God is planting us in places for times to open up regions. I know the grace of my Father. I'm assured of and confident in Him because His grace is amazing. And I want to encourage you today, each one of you need to accept the place that God has for you specifically, gender, age, whatever, none of us are, uh, are, are, we're all part of this. We're all mandated to be in regions for specific times and God is going to use each one of us as a voice. And so that's a little bit of our hearts. We just love to come to build. We love our Father with all our hearts. You know, you go through seasons and or in life, and you just love him. If I can encourage you one thing, just love him. And if you stay in the love of the Father, he will do exceedingly abundantly all that you could ask or think. Is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to be rosy? No. It's going to be darn hard at times. But our God is good. Don't give me the verbatim comment all the time. <laughs> We're so, you know... God is unreligious and he just wants to be so authentic in each one of us as his child, as his children. So today, I've come to build, right? Are you ready? <laughs> Let the builder mentality, I'll put my builder's hat on now. <laughs> Dig up some fellow ground. Do you know this girl on the front row here, you've got a call of God on your life and I see it's like a change agent for young people. And God's going to have you working with those that 
have a story that is hard and it's sometimes you, you, you're going you're gonna to struggle. I don't know if you've done this, but it's like this, this question in you, question mark, and I see, see you saying, but God, and he's faithful because he's going to use you as a change agent. So as you just plumb line and just worship him and with the ease of God, change those it's like hardened faces. You're going to see them just melting and just softening. And you're going to be the one to just paint the new picture in their lives. And they're going to see themselves in a new way, in a new pers- aspect and, 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 uh, and time and space. And clarity is going to come through you. So believe for that. Lynn, is it Lynn or Lynette? Either one. Do you know you're a worship heart? Every single time you come in, the, just the, the joy that you bring is a, is a heart of worship and a heart of joy. So be assured that you are very specifically used as a conduit by which even the angels come and follow you. And angels are released because of the position of worship in you and through you. And I see you in your house and you just, you're bowing before your Lord and you're just having that time and you're, you're very faithful but you've been challenged and that challenge has caused you to to present your heart even more before the the Father's love. And he just wants to really embrace you. I feel like more of the bubble of love coming through you and that he's just going to just overflow and and, and you're just going to feel just something very special for yourself. It's just for you. It's like I see the angels coming and giving you gifts and you're going, oh my goodness, it's going to be a wow moment. And those gifts aren't just for you. You'll know how to share. And you're going to share the love of God with others. Thank you, Lord. Just a couple of words. I've got others. But, you know, Mama, you stand in stature. You stand as a warrior. And I just want to bring honour to you today. I see faithfulness, stability, and, and we need every generation standing and adding value to what God wants. And I just want to affirm and just praise God for you even sitting here today. Well, thank you all for just coming. I just feel like one of you. <laughs> I'm not going to sermonize you today. I just want to share something that's a foundation to our life, something that everyone is looking for. But, you know, in this, it's been this, this one thing has been marred and sometimes it's twisted and perverted. And, you know, sometimes you can't get this. I'm telling you something. You cannot get this by coming down on the Christian drive through What is that? It's the older call. <laughs> you cannot get this because we were born for this. We were born to be loved. But I know life challenges us and it challenges sometimes to our very core And sometimes we feel like we're isolated, alienated, and God wants us to know that we're just loved. And he so loved us that he sent his son to die for us. Amen. And so we we are learning on the journey to be loved even more by our father. You know, I want to share a little bit of a story with you, and some of you may know portions, but most of you don't know. I was born into a... And to a family, obviously, I had a mom and a dad. They were living together at that time. And when I was born, my mother had a a, a mental breakdown. She, so much so that they chose to put her through shock treatment. 
and in that shock treatment, it messed up her brain. And so what happened, she became a hoarder. How many have seen a, a show with hoarders in it? And you know what the homes are like. I lived in this home where it was an unhealthy environment. There was off food. I wore tatty clothes. I felt very ashamed of my environment. Rejection set in. When uh, my mum had her nervous breakdown, my dad couldn't cope with her. So he left. Actually, he left and went with another woman. And then in that time, my mother was so discouraged and so sad because it was actually her friend that he went with. Uh, she, there was a, a court case. And at the time, because of her fear and, and all that, that captivity that took place through trauma, she put me into a home. And this was a children's home, so I felt isolated. I felt like an abandonment coming. And see, I'm a young kid, and I still remember vividly walking down these large corridors, and, and it was like a Catholic. I remember the Catholic beautiful picture on the side, and, you know, going each day to have my breakfast and violently vomiting it up again, traumatised to my very core. My, my dog was given away. We'll play bandwagon in the afterwards. <laughs> you know, loads of things happening to this young little girl. And so I was there for a time and then eventually they came and got me. But, you know, it had taken its toll. And for years later, I had dream upon dream, nightmare upon nightmare of that place. Primary school, I, I went into year one and I could I still remember the vividly my mum and myself and the, the, the teacher welcomed us but didn't like us somehow. There was like a, a, a reaction. An antichrist, I, I got prophesied over years later that a spirit of antichrist and I know that sort of the time and even before there was a, like assignment. Some of you are going to identify with some of this because this is part of your story and you can, uh, you can, you'll be able to you know, understand some things that may be have happened to you. But I met this teacher and something was wrong. And, you know, she used to lock the children, year one, children in cupboards. For myself, I found it hard to um, understand maths. And for some reason, she got irritated with my way of learning. And I can understand that. When you're dyslexic, people don't really, the teachers find it hard to teach. I've got two beautiful children who have suffered with the same thing and sometimes it's been difficult to teach and you learn patience in it. Well, she didn't have a blob of patience. So she's kicked me out of the class time after time, walked me up to the headmaster and in that moment I, I, I was shake before this man of authority and he said, what did you do now, Christine? And there was never a punishment but there was some sort of love flowing through this man. I'm telling you, God will always set up with someone, even though we're victimised, someone that can offer us a sense of hope and a sense of love. So that was my year one experience. It set me up for my, chi my childhood and my, my school life, and it wasn't very fun. Then at 19, I tried to reacquaint myself with my, my biological father, and it just didn't work. Rejection had set in from when he left to even that time. His wife could not cope with me in her presence. I was his only, I am his only child. And so, you know, e years later, even to this, when I was 33, I tried again to acquaint myself with him. And she actually said, 
I want you to get DNA testing to see if you're his daughter. I sat them down at my table because I could feel this sort of spirit coming through a Jezebelic sort of thing and I said, no, hang on a minute. I know you're trying to prove I'm not her, his daughter. That night we walked out the front and he said, you are my daughter, I can tell. That's all I needed and I never saw him again. One phone call, he says, I know I need to factor you in my life. Never did. It's okay. I feel so loved. <laughs> God has built something in my life. My mother went into Greylands. I was in, this is about in my late 30s, early 40s, whatever. Greylands, she was committed and then into a mental hospital after that. And they finally diagnosed her with bipolar schizophrenia. They deemed her house unsafe to live in and they got her out. They put her into a good place. She's gone to be with the Lord. Three years we had an amazing time. God restored me. You know, when, when someone's mentally sick and they're raising a child, they need to be loved. So they can't and are unable to be loved. So I came up into this environment and there's this beautiful, my mother, trying to love me, but she couldn't. So the roles reversed. I had to become the mother. And so in this time when she was finally placed after the, 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 the house was deemed unsafe, I'm telling you, it was unsafe. Where they found her before, this is a huge story, they found her on the floor where she'd fallen over because she couldn't walk through. There was so much stuff on the floor and she could have died there, but thank God the neighbour heard her and they put her into hospital and then this all went through to the courts and she got put into a place where um, it was a home, it was one of the best homes in the city. Three years before she died, God just healed the mother-daughter and I became the daughter. She became the mother. She was actually able to say, I'm proud of you, Christine. I love you, Christine. And restoration starts to come and starts to take place. It was a journey. Life is a journey and it's a process. And every single one of us have our own stories. And no one is worse than another and so we can't play our violin and say, oh, my story's worse than yours. I had a dream last night. I just want to put that right in the spirit. Your story's not worse than mine. Your story's your story. My story's my story. But we don't settle into our stories. It becomes a rejection of truth for tomorrow. And we say, God, you are our Lord. Jesus, you are our Lord. And you died for us for a reason that I might have life and have it abundantly and I might live rather than walk in this death sort of state in this deathly cycle. So, so many tears and overcoming the rejection, fear of man, fear of abandonment again. Marrying a beautiful man, he says, I love you. And I said, why? <laughs> what did I do to make you love me? I had to learn to be loved. You know, we learn to be loved. Church, we love well in some ways. We're learning to learn to love better. But I'm seeing a missing thing in our life. We have to learn to be loved. Because when you, when you have a lack of love, you learn to lean into his, his ability. And what happens is he starts to enable you to love. I was enabled to love my mother, but I had to shut the need of being loved down. 
And so it's taken a journey. And I want to encourage you today. Some of you are learning to be loved even more. Learn to be loved. This is the greatest message. The Bible says, if we can have the first one up, love is the greatest gift that we can give and receive. Be loved and loved. That's the first one. The second one. Love is the greatest gift that we can give, but also that we can receive. I want to read you this. So again, I'm going to say it again. We're good givers, church, but we find it hard to receive. How many of you can receive a compliment? Of course we deflect it on him, but we also can receive it. (laughs) Wow, you're looking good, yes. Wow, you're amazing, yes. Because my God is amazing. He gave me a great revelation this morning, and I'll read 1 Corinthians 13, which you may know, but look at it with a whole new light. He showed me that he is Lord and he is within us. So the yes comes from Christ within. The yes to the gateway ministry that you have comes from knowing who he is in you and who you are. Who are you? God wants you to know. Can you answer that question? Can you look at a person in their eyes and say, I am somebody. Remember that old song? I, I am somebody. <laughs> I didn't really like it, but anyway, I, I sort of get it a little bit. Hey? <laughs> we are somebody in the kingdom because I feel like we've come down today for a reason and we are adding, I'm telling you, whenever I'm in a house, because I feel like it when I come through the front door. <laughs> Give me that coffee, yes. I'm home. <laughs> But it's for the place and your worship is a gateway for the region to open up. And you are the conduit by which angels even say, okay, we're ready. You're change agents and you're the ones that are going to be used. I wouldn't say that in every church, come on. Not performance driven. Not here for just another little nice message. We're here on mandate, aren't we? And if we get tired, come on church, let's rest. Don't become weary in well-doing. But let's know that we're part of a family. I feel like I'm part of a family this morning. 1 Corinthians 13, the greatest gift. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but not have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mystery and all knowledge and though I have all faith so that I could move remove mountains but have not love I am nothing and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor and though I give my body to be burned but have not love it profits me nothing Love suffers long and is kind, does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked and thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, bears all things, it believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, love never fails. 
out of our natural lap, we can draw upon his love and learn to love and learn to give it, but also to learn to receive. It's an amazing milestone when you get into a place where you can love without attachments to it. You can actually get onto the phone and even though you're not happy with that person at the end, or even if they come into your house and you're not really happy, you can still say, I love you despite, because I'm looking to the Christ in you. And then you can draw from them the love that they may lack, and you can say, I receive Christ in you. It may not be the measure that I want or need, but it's enough, because my God fills all in all. Do I feel the lack of a, lack of a mother or a father? No, because it is enough that my dad said one thing to me. It is enough that my mother did her best because God has restored all. And so I know how to, what it is to stand in a place of giving great love to my dear mother and to those even that I don't like. Come on, let's get real. We do not like everyone. And there are times that we're challenged to go, no, I don't want to see you anymore. But if they are sent by God and they're supposed to be in our sphere, we have to open the door to them and love them, but also receive the love that they can give, even though that person might not be accurate in their giving. So you align truth and you present Christ in the midst of tragedy, turmoil, hate, that next time you use that flesh to intimidate me <laughs> I'm gonna love him no matter what because it is well with my soul and I'm at peace I choose to be at peace amen love acts fearlessly you got to be fearless in this thing you got to abandon yourself for the sake of that other Deal with the fear of rejection, intimidation and failure. And if a person finds it difficult to love, love them and cover their nakedness. Cover your own nakedness. Be kind. Look at self in the mirror and say, you are worth position, wholeness, truth and acceptance. Thank you, Lord. Romans 12, verse 10. As to your brotherly love, let there be deep friendship. This is where we're at, church. This is where we're at as a family. Let there be deep friendship and family affection towards one another. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honour, giving preference to one another. It's a good verse. You know, you've got to present courage to your heart and be brave not easy being on earth and don't you think your father knows all the sufferings that you go through love brings godly order when we love we can we can enforce godly order but god has to be first we look to him love the lord your god with all your heart your soul and mind when you do this you can present godly order because your soul is at rest and it speaks to the storm and it says, peace be still and it is done. 
establish godly order, his love, his life and his motivation. In the Garden of Eden there was godly order, right? But they chose to mess up and they, they saw themselves now in a different light through circumstances, through wrong choices. We mess up at times. But you know, we do this in our home. I don't know if you do it in your home, even in your own demeanour. We, we don't do perfect. Because even when we do make mistakes, it's okay. That's fine. Mistakes. Get over it and get on with it. They covered themselves and God's saying, where are you? Now they're seeing themselves in their nakedness, but he sees them through love. Do you know the Lord sees you through love? He can't see your failure. He can't see your mess up. He can't see any of that stuff that we try to hide ourselves behind. But he sees us through the eyes of love. We can have inaccurate order in our lives. Rather than honour, we start to receive dishonour. Rather than acceptance, we start to be rejected. What's disrupted the order of God in your life? I want you to think about that. What has disrupted him being first? Do you know, when I feel stuck, when I feel something of my humanity, and there's lots of it, <laughs> live in our house and you'll see all the humanity. <laughs> We're human beings, but oh my goodness, we have a wonderful father who loves us. And so I don't do perfect. But when... We look at the, what has disrupted that godly order where he is first and he's so loved by us. We deal with those things. Is it shame? Is it fear? Is it a generational pattern that seems to try to knock on its, your door again? It's important to establish godly order. The Bible says, Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done as it is in heaven, let us stay on earth. And I go, wow, we should be amazing if we're going to be as it is in heaven on earth. Who's got an Ikea thing, item in their home? Hands up. Who's got, we just have a look at this picture, um, but it looks like this. And then furthermore, it actually might look like this. With your husband laid over it. <laughs> Dodgy IKEA furniture. And furthermore, a husband that doesn't read the, the uh, instructions to do it. I love that. <laughs> We've had a lot of that experience, haven't we? <laughs> you know... What happens is when we, there was a time when I took Brooke, my husband and I, Peter and I, took Brooke into Ikea. We wanted a new desk for her. Upstairs, it was amazing. Finished product. But downstairs, it was a different story. Sometimes it takes process and sometimes we're going to look like this. But oh my goodness, if we are faithful and committed to endure, it will happen as it is in heaven. So it is on earth. God is on, uh, like he, he is more interested in getting us more like Christ than even we are. So he'll move us in position so we can become that conduit for the glory of our Lord. Love lives to please God. Don't be entangled 
with the issues of your life. 2 Timothy 2 verse 3 says, Endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. A soldier of an army pleases their commander. No man that wars entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. This is our whole aim. Don't be entangled with the cares of this life. Allow the suffering to birth compassion in you rather than bitterness. So rather than get bitter, learn compassion. If I threw a balloon to you right now, it was filled with water, it was weighty, how would it feel? If I threw it hard, bam. So many of us are weighty and we hold issues in our heart. And so when we uh, come into the presence of other people, sometimes we hit hard. God wants us to be light. And so if I had that balloon now and I threw it in the air, or a few balloons, we'd have some fun, wouldn't we? Because they're light and balloons are fun. So God wants us to be fun and light. Be encouraged today, we can. Because love brings forth life and life comes from the finished work of Christ at the cross. He died for a reason. Love brings forth life. Life, I had a beautiful spiritual father. He always used to say, life begets life. And I thought, what does that mean? When I hear a word, I, I, I sit on it and I think about it and I ponder and I, and I just keep meditating on it and I build it and dream it and think it and, and just plow the ground of it. When we have words in our lives, God wants us to listen and think on it. And I thought about this and I went, wow, what is life? Resurrection power of Christ in me. You know, Jesus became sin and brokenness and shameful because he knew the power of resurrection. And so we can apply that same thing because God, when God raised Jesus from the dead, he had to remove shame. He had to heal him from every fear. And now he lives in resurrection power and life. And he's seated in heavenly places. And so we are, as it is in heaven, so it be on earth. So the resurrection power of God, who is Christ in us, grace enabling power of God, grace is the enabling power of God to allow us and to cause us to be. We're not human doings. So many of us do, 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 and we're working, working, working for God. But God wants us to be human beings, to be in rest, to be. Allow Christ to live through you. His peace, his life. Faith instead of fear. Strength instead of weakness. Kindness instead of hatred. Hope instead of despair. Finally, love flows through pure streams. This is what Christ is in us. He is the pure stream of love. He is life. When Jesus introduced himself, I love this and I think about this when I come into the, you know, sometimes I don't feel like saying hello nicely. I'm actually grumpy. I go, Jesus, help me. But you know, when Jesus introduced himself, he was 100% pure stream love. And so it was easy to hang around with him. And so I go, Father, I just accept your love in this situation and be the love that I need at this moment. 
So as I'm drawing from him, he actually does something miraculous in my heart and he turns the grumpiness into kindness. And so what God wants us to be is be, not do, not perform. We're over performance, yeah? We want to be human beings. We want to learn to be as it is in heaven, so it is on earth. I want you to close your eyes, everyone all over, and I just want you to focus in on him. And I just want this morning to be a moment of truth in our lives. What are the issues that are stopping you from focusing on the Lord? Where are you stuck in life? What stops the flow of his love through you? Can we just be completely, utterly honest? You don't have to hide. You don't have to cover. Because the power of his resurrection can flow through and dispel us. I, I feel like God is wanting, and I, I, just, I just step into that right now because this is what he shows me right now. You're seeing some of the areas that you're stuck and you're focusing in on them and they're causing you pain. You're going, oh my goodness, that's me. Oh, But you know, I see the power of his love just blowing it up like a firework inside and causing a dispelling and it's like you you even from today in some of these issues you're going to operate differently and you're going to go wow look at god wow look at god look at my father <laughs> i'm his child Yes, I have a biological mother and father, but I am a daughter of the king. I am his vessel. I am his conduit of love because he loves me. I want you to let him love you in that hurt or pain. I want you to let him go, you know what, kiddo? Okay. <laughs> Live in the okay. It's okay. I died for that, and now I am the resurrection. The power of resurrection in the area of your soul. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. What areas in your emotions, what areas in your memory can't love or be loved? Father, every single one is bowing before you in their hearts. And Father, there have been things that they toy with and there's trials and testings and 
all kinds of array, things being arrayed against us on earth. And you know, Father, you see it all, but you see us through the eyes of love and your love covers us from every area of nakedness, every area of shame, every area of pain. And everyone that sits here today, Lord, I just thank you for them. Father, we are your children. We love you so much. We thank you, Jesus, for your resurrection life, your power, the power of your death and life coming out of that grave. Lord, we appropriate that today in our very being. And in the name of Jesus, I just add to what is being built into this ministry through this prophetic unction. And I speak that every person in this room will, from this day forth, experience a new demeanor of truth, of stature, of life, of life and love the appropriation of Jesus' love and life flowing through them and in them. Father, I just thank you for the heavens right now, for your angels in this place. And I thank you that each one would, Lord, even be assigned a heavenly angel to keep them from all fear and failure and pain. I speak into this region that spirit of death shall be no more. That which tries to take out even the body of Christ and cause it to be death, a death to it, I declare it shall live, live, live. Every child. You know what I saw today when I entered this house? I said, Lord, any one of these people could preach today. But Father... I see them because they're mums and dads in the spirit. And I saw many of you and your journey. And I went, wow, I'm privileged to be a part of a company that could stand in the gap and be a bridge and be a conduit of love in the region of Quinana, in this south corridor. This is a place of the entrance of the Father because this is the gateway of the Lord. I just declare and decree that you are a people that are the conduit for the Lord. Whatever God has put on your heart, that is your story. If you're stuck, I want you to stand and say, I am not going to be stuck from this day forward. I want you to stand and say, that is the end because of resurrection power. If you don't want to stand, just put up your hand and say, yes, that's me. Yes, I believe that I am a corridor, I am an opening, I'm the entrance point. That as it is in heaven, so it be in this south region. I have been sent to this place for such a time as this. Father, I thank you for everyone that's raising their hands right now and standing all over the, the, the building. I declare that they are conduits. I declare that they are people of distinction and form and of the spirit. You know, the two of you, I'm just walking up to you now, you called, 
ministry mandate, calling is on you. There's a, a pastoral thing happening and the nurturing of the body is in you. God's going to use you as a team ministry. He's going to use you to be a voice. God says, open your voice. God says, open your mouth and speak the word of the Lord. Prophetic is on you. You're going to prophesy. You're going to prophesy. You're going to prophesy. And there are going to be ones who are going to hear the word of the Lord through you. You're going to teach them because you're going to be like the one that hears from heaven. And they will see as a Davidic heart. There's a Davidic heart in you. Is your name David? (laughs) You're smiling. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for the Davidic heart. And, Lord, I just thank you, Father, that you're going to use him. Yes, Lord, where Eliab has raised up and tried to herald his voice and tried to be the, 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 the projection of false truth, I speak truth will be projected through this man and woman. You're so pure in streams of love. You're going to love them through into, out of desolation into resurrection life. And I just want to say to you, speak and just believe. And I don't know if you're believing for something now, but it's the sense that I have that you're believing for something. And it's very special and it's going to be very beautiful when it happens. Father, I thank you, Father, for that which they are trusting you for. I speak a release of provision in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Many, many young people are going to look to you as a mum and dad in the spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Another couple. Your pillars in the house of God. And you just, you'll, you'll do anything. You'll just get it done. And it's just like heart of intercession, worship, Deborah's anointing, the prophetic voice of the Lord. And it's just speak. God's going to give you dreams. And they're going to be Almost like in, in the realm of dreams, you're going to have warning. You're going to be able to pray and stand and see the salvation of God. There's a beautiful marriage connection between you both. And God's just going to enrich that. There's an enrichment coming into your home. And I just see like you're laboring and you're a faithful one. And you're, you're just steady and rock solid. This one here, you've got a ministry call. And it's not just here, but it's to nations. Is that right? Did you go? It's like I can see you flying here and flying there and carrying the word of the Lord. Do you want to record? (laughs) Stand up. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this vessel. The Lord says that you are my mouthpiece and you are my voice. And, you know, there's... there's, there's, I want to say there is a sense of loneliness around you and it's hard to say that, but I just feel that there's ones that are going to really be statured with you and you're going to feel like you're surrounded because you know what it is to stand and you know what it is to carry the word of God, but there's a family that you're going to be so much a part of and a sense of belonging and a sense of knitting of hearts and, you know, you are unique and you do feel mandated that, there is just this sense of oneness that you're going to have and, and a sense dimension. Father, I unlock the, 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 the son that she is to you, the daughter that she is to you. And I thank you, Father, that you'll even bring areas in her life that, you know, we've ministered out of ministry, but you're going to minister out of his love. 
And it's just like he wants to flow through as a conduit in a new way. And he wants to show his love to you. And there's going to be seasons of refreshing because you're a goer and you, you just like to get things done and you're busy. But God says, just step aside and come away with me and just let me love you and nurture you because I've got some people that need to love you. And I just feel like, you know, maybe just a bit of my story, I learned to receive love, to unlock love to people that were unable to give me. But it's wonderful to be seen, to receive God in love and to open up another vessel. And I see the spiritual mums around you opened for you. You have the keys. I just speak release of the keys. Precious woman, precious warrior of worship, precious maiden, handmaiden of the Lord, a Ruth, one that just opens up the way for Boaz, one that just sees things and knows things because of the intention of your heart is not defiled. Just open up the way for that which is is um, a dimension of blessing. <laughs> I just feel like there's some things around you that you go, what? There's like, it's just jarring. It's like hitting up a brick wall. But we're going to open up the way because you're a Ruth and you're willing to just report back in. You, you're in. I see you know how to relate to authority. And because of that, God's going to honour you, but you're going to receive blessings into those that you just labour amongst. And you're going to go, wow, and bless God because it, you're a provision giver and provider. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You know, the Australian Jen Johnson, and man, you just stay there because Bubba's there with you. But I call her Australia Jen Johnson. Who agrees with me? Last time I was here, the worship, I couldn't wait to get back because I just loved what you're building, both of you. The two of you have such a uniqueness on your lives and you're going to be, it's like even sitting there, I could feel the dimension on you of stature and I was like, I'm with her, I can feel her and it's like you're both, I just want to really encourage you. You both have that heaven sound and you're going to usher it in. And you know this move is a projection of you're going to be seen and they are going to know this ministry and they're going to know, you know, you as our Australian Jen Johnson. <laughs> you know, the Lord said to me very clearly that we as Aussies have leaned into America too long. And it's now time for the true ministries, Oka, Aussie, to come forward. And you're the real deal. I see you're both writing songs together. God just enabling through you. I see a school of ministry, of music, and, and it's not just that. There's other things that you're going to school in. There's going to be lifestyle stuff, coaching. You're both coaches and you're builders and you're intentional. And I just want to affirm you in that. You know, um, he's holding the baby now, but I'll actually speak over you, mama of the house. Come here. 
Father, I thank you for Lisa. You're such a homemaker. You love your children. You're creative. You've got streams of income coming to you, Dal. It's like I just lift off that spirit of poverty that's trying to come through the generations. And I just declare that you are free. Free to shine. Free to blossom. Free to be. I don't know you that well. I haven't really talked to you. I've only said hello. But I just sense there's been like a silence to your voice. But you're going to voice. You're going to be the voice. You're going to be a sound. And when you speak, you're going to be amazed. And you're going to say, oh, my goodness. You know, there was a man years ago. He used to stutter before he got onto the pulpit. There's things that have held you back and sort of like, you just, you're okay. It's all right. But man, when you speak the glory of God and there's a, there's a sound going to come through you. Thank you, Father, for this dear lady. I thank you, Father, for the strength that they both are. I just want to add value to you both. Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray. Just stand with these two, Father. I speak and release new authority, new wisdom, new mantle. Lord, I just feel like God wanting to lower a new mantle to project you forward, to give you the authority that you just desire. And God is just saying, son, can you believe me for more? Just enlarge, 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 enlarge. I speak in enlarging. I don't speak at enlarging of even your vision because you've, you've done the macro, of God, micro, but God wants you to be in the macro. And God is going to cause your voices to be heard and, and you're both going to have a, a regional voice. Father, I thank you for the new re- revelation, the understanding that I see you writing and speaking. And it's not going to be just national. It will be international God's going to give you an international voice and you'll speak the word of the Lord on the airwaves and people are going to tap in. You're going to be amazed at how many listen. They're going to say, this man is a conduit by which he wants to usher in this new time. There's a new season we're in the body of Christ and you are willing, you're both willing to build families. You're both willing to be a mum and dad and just to make way for others. And I just see like this training center, this equipping house, this equipping place. And it's not just going to be local. It will be seen and heard. And people are going to be part of it, even though they're not present. But they're going to say, because I heard your teaching, I know this today and I am doing this today. I've been sitting at your feet. I've been listening. I've been hearing. And I've been watching And you're going to be amazed at how far and wide your voice is going to be heard. Father, I thank you, Lord. So I just want to, uh, first of all, declare over you and over this ministry, there are templates that that exist and they come from religion. And those templates are often lowered without us knowing it through expectations, through environments that we're in. And I know you're aware of that. But even for Lisa... I just want to declare you're not meant to be a pastor's wife. That uh, there is marketplace activities that will will come. 
And people can have expectations that Lisa should be out preaching, teaching, because that's the norm. But you two are not the norm. And the DNA that you carry, it's, it's not the template that exists. You're creating the template. And that doesn't mean that you can't teach. It doesn't mean that you can't preach. It doesn't mean that you can't counsel and pastor. But that doesn't need to be your primary function. And so others can expect that. And there can be these religious templates that y- you're kind of pushing against. And I've seen pastors' wives burn out. That Their design has been to be the homemaker. Their design has been to be in the marketplace, uh, you know, to, to, to be doing certain things, fashion and stuff that, that is part of their creative DNA. And, and that's not to say that you can't because there's multi-levels to you. But also for you, Brad, as well, the template is being constructed, okay? And, and, and so there can be those tendencies like why don't I fit in? Um, where do I fit in? And I'm looking for my own tribe. And so... You haven't completely landed in that yet because God's hand of jealousy and protection is upon you. And so God is guiding that. There are communities that will connect with you and have connected with you. But just rest and be assured that his community and that that, that unique DNA that you carry as God's tribe, uh, even as the tribe of Naphtali and Gad and Judah, they, they were all family, but they carried a different measure. Some were worship, some were warriors. And so that is still being formed. And that's okay. Don't run ahead of God. Don't lag behind, but just enjoy the journey. And so much um, you know, of what is taking place now, even in the crossover effect, the shifting of uh, a new premise, et cetera, et cetera, just enjoy being mum and dad, husband and wife. It's more important than ministry. And that's part of the ministry. There's no kind of like, uh, yeah. And so we just want to declare right now that any false template that doesn't carry the uniqueness of your DNA and even other, maybe some prophetic words that have come that haven't been of God, I declare those things will not be a voice in your heart. And I declare that you will stand and just be and feel comfortable being whom you are designed to be because there's no other Brad, there's no other Lisa. And for your kids just to be, and the kids can mess up and they can be who they be without the pressure of having their pastor's kids. And all, all that, I'll say it out loud, all that crap that, that follows and the pressure that follows, I declare it's not going to come on you. And I agree that, that God has called you in the time when the Jerusalem church was the voice, but it was imploding and fivefold ministries were more focused about their ventures and their activities. And God says, I can't find my full expression there, so I'll go to a centurion. You're the Lord's centurion. This ministry is like the Lord's centurion. And there are two occasions where God worked through a centurion, where he heard the prayers and arms that went up. And God gave Peter the dream. And he said his first reaction was, not so, Lord. And this ministry is called to be like that that other ministries are going to go, that can't be God. The way they're doing it, it's not right. But you're ahead of time. And that's part of the prophetic. And then the Lord said, what I have called clean is clean. And so you're an Antioch ministry. And you're a crossover ministry. You're a bridge ministry to help create a new template, to help pioneer something new in the earth. And so there will be those tendencies at time that will rise. We just It's safer just to lean in what we know. And that doesn't mean that everything you do know 
is not a treasure for where you're going. So you need to bring that across with you. But God's going to give you wisdom how to, how to build. And there'll be seasons of intense building, seasons of just being and chilling and resting and dwelling. But Antioch, I hear the Lord saying in my heart that this is an Antioch ministry. So it's all nations. It's not like the Ju- Jerusalem model. The prophetic and the apostolic was released and that sent dimension came upon the Antioch. The apostles found new doctrine. They found a new revelation. And it was a bir- Antioch became a birthplace for revelation that we kind of accept today, but wasn't included in the Jerusalem model. And so you're going to craft and you're going to create new expressions of God, doctrine, laying new foundations of truth, present truth into hearts and into lives. But I want to reiterate uh, and even for you as a congregation and the leaders, don't replicate America. Don't replicate Europe. Don't replicate. Be yourself. We thank God for those ministries that are a voice and, and can encourage us. But as Christine said today, God's looking for the, the hardcore, authentic ockers to become a leading voice, a leading edge you know, in this day and age. And we speak that over you guys. We come today to undergird, to forklift you guys, to pick you up. And we declare today, this ministry is not called to be an industrial ministry, a factory that builds the same, same, same. We declare that the farming anointing is on you, that you're going to build out of unique seed, that this is not a factory that can be replicated. We declare that industrial mindset that's in the church, the campus model, and the same thing, just different names, is breaking. And we declare that farming mentality, the kingdom expression of what church is, that every seed should look different and celebrate that difference. We declare that mother and fathering heart over you guys be the leading edge. But even in that, stay humble. Even as you know, hey, we're doing it different. It's kind of... um. The old is stale, just stay humble. I want to say this to you that Eliab's voice is becoming less and less. When God wanted a voice, he sent Samuel. When God wanted a heart, his heart to be reflected in the earth, he sent David. And there's two measures of anointing upon you guys. It's that Samuel type anointing. The prophetic is strong. But you're going to speak in the midst for a season in, the, in that Eliab setting. And as Samuel had to be raised in, in that Eliab context, so God is causing your voice and it's, it's hitting up against that Eliab pattern, that priesthood that was corrupt, that was kind of like all about themselves. They indulged, they took, took more for themselves rather than their heart for Israel. But slowly, out of that came Ramah. And that's a zone where the glory of God rested. It's a zone where the enemy couldn't, he couldn't pervert it. The second thing is that you carry David's heart. When God wanted his heart manifest on the earth, he sent David. You have the voice, Samuel, and you have the heart, David. And then the third dimension is, then the king stood. And there are three dimensions to this ministry that are growing and maturing. And those dimensions are being released even today, and we accelerate them in your time. And let them manifest in, in your time, Lord. We believe in these guys, Lord. We stand with them. And Lisa, you be in every season what you feel comfortable to be. But you know what? I want to say this to you, and everyone listen, please. Even when we, we are a little bit behind, and I'm not saying Lisa's behind, 
you know, sometimes we kind of like, we've got to be right in season. We've got to do everything right. We put this religious pressure on our lives. And he's dad. When my kid doesn't get it right and he's out of sync and he hasn't done the dishes and whatnot, I don't get my knickers in a knot. I just turn to him and say, come on, son. Give him a bit of alignment and he carries out those things. You know, we put so much pressure on ourselves to, to try and be this ministry, to try and be in step with Jesus. And he's going, you know what? You don't have to even be in step with me. That's where grace kicks in. That's where mercy functions. That's where the love of God. It's, we lean into his measure of perfection and not try and be perfect ourselves. We lean into his righteousness, which is a gift that God gave us to be just like Christ. We lean into him. And so I just want to declare that over you guys. You can just be you guys. Sit on the beach if you feel that's the time. And know that this ministry is kept under guard by God. We declare peace. We declare joy and love to you guys. Be and discover. Leaders have seasons of blindness, of times where they don't know what they're doing. That's cool to God as well. That's okay. That's part of the journey. That's the vast majority of the journey. I was asked at the table recently by some high-level international ministry, so what's your vision? I said, I don't have one. And it was almost like the conversation stopped because the man of God should have a vision. And I said, right there, the conversation stopped. Because we know the language of church. But if we look at the Bible, there are times and seasons where men of God were hidden away. And that he couldn't see the next day. Come on, there's so much reculturing of the kingdom that needs to come into our hearts. We don't have to prove our Christianity. We just got to be. And so that's my heart's desire. We love you guys. We believe in you guys. Isn't my wife gorgeous? Amen. <laughs> yeah, amen. You know, I just really felt too that we all get free because you are just you. And, you know, the body has longed for a conduit and they're longing. I'm hearing voices everywhere saying, where is the authentic Christianity, eh? And we just... There's something on the horizon, but I tell you, don't keep looking because be and establish it and be the conduit and just be creative. But I just like, I know you're not going to push out and sometimes that gets you like up your nose when they get a little bit like, we have to do this, we have to do this and this is the way church is supposed to be. Blah, 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 blah. You don't want it. Never want it. Always want the authentic pattern that Christ wants because we have not seen what he's going to do tomorrow before but out of that eternal plan we see by faith and you're going to be the conduit so I just really appreciate because it's just heavenly what's happening here and I want to honour both your faithfulness and it's a privilege for us to be here today be part of that and I believe this is going to be a bit of an eternal thing. Something in eternity that has unlocked and opened up over all of our lives. And you know, I could call you all down for prayer, but you've received it, you've partaken of it. And when we partake of it, the angels are here. They're here present to heal every sickness, ailment. If there's anything that you are suffering with, just Lay your hands wherever you are. I want to share with you quickly as I close. 
This week, I couldn't move. Sciatic pain was shooting down my legs. I couldn't even walk. Last two times we've come, there's been a resistance. Why? Because something in the realm of the spirit doesn't want us here. My daughter were violently threw up. I couldn't come last time. All night she was up throwing up, up in, in the night. Here I am laid up and I'm going, I am not going to let this stop me. Even if I had to sit on a chair, I'll be there. Yesterday, the shooting pain stopped. I have to be careful. I'm smart. I'm not stupid. Sometimes we think like supernatural healing has to just, just that's it. It is. I'm healed. The evidence of it is now. And I'm standing before you without pain. I'm telling you, you would know because I was like this. I was, you could tell I had pain. So right now, anyone that's sick, lay your hands on that area. I'm going to believe God with you. Because God said, healing ministry is here for us. And so I believe right now, and I say, Father, as you go and release your angels to minister to these people, I speak the healing, the resurrection life at the sound of my voice. Yes, I could lay my hands upon them, but Lord, you know how to bring your healing because you've done it. And I speak healing. That area in you, rise now. Resurrection life. Believe at the word of the Lord. Believe right now as I have. I am healed and I don't I will not give in to words that are under the name of Jesus. He is not pain. He is not cancer. He is not headaches. He is not anything of this earthly realm, but he is of the fullness and the life flow of the heavenly realm. And I just speak right now out of that heavenly realm. into the heavenly realm in you and that Christ would dispel pain, chemical imbalance, arthritis, inability to walk. I speak to nerve pain. I command it to be healed. I speak to every resistance against you as a child of God and I command the healing right now in Jesus' name. Let it be as it is in heaven, on earth. No more dodgy Ikea people. <laughs> but heavenly sent ambassadors. Amen. Amen. Just a minute, Mama. Um, while uh, Mama was speaking, I, I heard the Lord kind of say, like, you know, within the su southern corridor, uh, I saw... Uh, you know, when a, when you're not tuned into the right channel, it's distorted, yeah? So you've you got to get that frequency right, otherwise what you're listening to is distorted. And, and, you know, for this whole Southern Corridor, we know that there are whole families, communities uh, within this region that, that the voice they're hearing, and it can be the voice of rejection, it can be the vo voice of poverty, et cetera, et cetera, that's a distorted representation to their lives. Our role as being the Samuels, as being the Davids and standing in kingship, dominion and rulership is to change the channel of those that we meet and help people tune into the frequency 
See, the word of God, the words that God has us share that are and do originate from him are eternal. They never fall to the ground. The Bible does say that they will not return void. But what happens is the atmosphere is made up of words. And so people are living in a distorted reality. And the moment you come, and it might not be, I want to tell you about Jesus, but by your presence there, that distortion starts to be altered because you are the word of God sown and sent into this earth. And even with the words that you've had in your heart that originate out of the life flow of heaven, they never die. They are eternal frequencies that are released in the atmosphere. And that what happens is we come along and we can come into environments and, and we go into businesses and you can feel, I said to Chris, that I know this cafe is going to break through. Why? You can feel that frequency that that cafe is on. You can go into another cafe. I said to her recently, that cafe will close down within 12 months. Why? Because there's a distortion. The frequency, the operating frequency that they're living out of is not in line with heaven's mandate. Because God does bless the world. But if their operating frequency is not in a line with heaven's destiny, even if they haven't said the sinner's prayer, God still wants to see them blessed, yeah? So we can come into businesses and we can help tune them to that frequency, yeah? And so for this region today, Father, as we close for the third time, we want to thank you, Lord God, that these ones, whether it be business, whether it be local communities, schools, whether it be families, wherever they go, wherever they're working, tradies, whatever they are operating in, we would pray that as we carry the frequency, we are the word of God sent that, Lord, that you would cause a tuning effect to take place from as south as we can go into Mandra and as far north of Quinana and all surrounding uh, north, south, east and west. We declare divine appointments to meet the right people to bring clarity to the distortion that they've been living under. We pray for word, Lord God, to be released through us this coming week. And we thank you, Father. We lay hold and declare... Lord God, clarity is coming through this Samuel-type ministry, this Davidic-type ministry representing your voice, heart, and that kingly dimension in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. That's it. <laughs>